Hello, everybody. Welcome to Aussie and Fancy. Holy Moses, UFC 235. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Diego Sanchez defied time, gravity. I was just going to say gravity. <laughs> Defies time, gravity, logic, and Mickey Gall, apparently. I know. I he, picked Mickey to win, too. He big-brothered him so bad. Mickey was just... He come out too... Like guns blazing, aggressive, yeah. And uh, I seen a post saying that he said he he's, he had a horrible weight cut and that affected him. And you never know. His striking looked improved from what we've seen of it. It did. He's been working with Joe Schilling a lot. I mean, he yep. he does. I'm sure he's Switch making big improvements uh, behind the scenes. But it was so cool to see Diego Sanchez go out there and do his thing and yep. just look every bit the veteran that yeah. he is. And he's such a fruit loop, but I just love him. <laughs> It's so weird that, like, it's such a cool It's day. just so endearing. It really <coughs> is. It really is. Yes. Uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah. Oh, my God. I... So fucking stupid. Yes. How do you injure yourself in the celebration? Yeah. You lit He literally threw one, one knee, maybe a few hammer fists, ends the fight, dislocates his shoulder. And he so does the worm all the time, so it's kind of surprising. But I loved the fact that he just owned it in the post fight interview. He's like, I was yeah. like expecting him to be a little bit more crazier with Joe, because uh, I know yeah. you handling him on the contender series is a little bit wild uh, to interview. I think maybe someone has said like, okay, don't just don't down cross too many lines, especially with Joe or some of the better known people. But yeah, he's a handful. Um, he was cracking me up though, because he was like, yeah. My shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. But but the fight, holy shit. Um, uh, Misha Serkinov has never who been is, finished in the UFC, he, I don't think. I don't think so either. He is no joke. I thought, okay, here's the deal. That was a tough fight to take a short notice. Yes. And I'll be honest, yes, I'm I didn't think lightning could strike. Not that it's lightning strike. I mean, he, the talent is there, but yeah. him doing that three times in a row. Here's the thing, like his fight on the contender series was great, but it went to the distance. He went to a decision. And I was excited about him then, but um wow. He's really showed his potential since coming to the UFC. He for sure has. I really hope that they don't <laughs> what has he got like a combined 90 seconds in all of his three fights? It's ridiculous. I think the, the fight with the fight with Khalil Khalil Roundtree was like a, a whole minute and a he, half or something. He really he really put his name in the mix with this fight. Yes, I just hope they don't rush him. Yeah. Like, like let's slow down the John there, Jones there talk. Is a, yeah. There are a lot of good people in the top ten yeah. that he can fight next. There are. So, I'm, I'm thinking about if you are not really good on, if you're not on the Johnny Walker train. I've been driving it well, for like choo -choo. a solid eight months now, just so it's, I'm already in the driver's seat. Y'all are going to have to get in the back. Okay. Um, uh, Pedro Munoz. Oh, hey. Hey. Hey, we might know what we're talking about. Hey. Uh, did, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure something along the lines of leg kicks, mm. test Cody's ego. Mm. Once you make it a brawl, his hands go down, he gets emotional mm. and he gets clipped. And Munoz has a stellar chin. Well, we, yes. <laughs> stellar chin. 
They both, I mean, they both were pretty clipped up. They were both swinging. That was such a great fight. For the rafters. such a great fight. And it it was literally, it was literally just who was going to get clipped first. Yeah. Or, like, fifth. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever it ended up being. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh my gosh, Weili Zhang. That was a big win for her. Huge. And it's... And no one had any idea who she was. Well, a lot well, of people did, are just but... like, oh, she didn't finish her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Tisha Torres is so fucking hard to finish. She is yeah. so tough and durable, and she has fought the best. Has she Tisha, went... She Tisha went. been finished recently? Ever? No. She went the distance with uh, Joanna. She went the distance with Andrade. Like... Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, period. Drop mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough said there. But yeah, she looked phenomenal, and I think she definitely opened a lot of people's eyes yeah. to, wow, you have a new top five. Yeah, uh, rising know. star. Yes, she'll be in title contention soon if she keeps up that yeah, pace. I it's agree. not the deepest division in the world, so you can get a lot of work done very quickly there. Yes. Uh, ben Askren! Funky got it done in controversial fashion, of course. Um, how scary did Lola look, like, standing there, like, in the cage? Like, Lawler the way looks, that he was just like... Lawler looked the best physically I think I've seen I'm like, years. he looks scary as he fuck. He looked like he aged in reverse. His, like, his physique looked phenomenal. He looked his intensity. scary as fuck. And then he literally like, went out there and... Dumped Big Ben Askren <laughs> on his head. Who held on for dear life. He did. He did. <laughs> Do you see that thing I put up the other day? It's yes. like when mum goes away and you, <laughs> and little, you and Big Brother start play fighting. Yeah. Oh, God. That was an interesting. And I love his classiness post-fight. Yes. Oh, my He's God, He's just yes. like, Herb, you're a killer fucking ref. Yeah. Like, don't even sweat it. Yeah. Like, so many people would be fucking pissed off if I was in. Unbelievable. I, I could not agree more. He handled it. He got mad for like half a second. And He's then, like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, then no. He got over He's it. like, it's all good. It's but all right. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I I think there might have... I totally... Here's here's what I get, get think it boils down to. I think it was the wrong call, but it was a completely understandable wrong call. Yes. But I'm not entirely convinced it was the wrong call, only because, and Joe Rogan posted this great conversation that he and Brendan Schaub had about it, and they showed, like, a couple uh, clips. And man, does his arm go really, 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 yeah. really limp. Yeah, it but just then, it was here, and then it just flopped. But then he's awake. I know. And really, 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 really awake. The thing is that, like, did you see uh, Ben Askren uh, post that video of him crushing the two watermelons? I'm like, he was not letting go of that. That was only going to get tighter. Yes, and anybody who thinks that you can't win via bulldog choke or can't get choked Raquel out. Raquel Pennington. Yeah, I think Tim did it too, didn't he? Did Tim I don't know about Tim. win via? I think Tim was win Raquel via Pennington bulldog. has won. I think. Uh, I think Faith Van Duen. Yes, has she does. won in Invicta she does. over Amanda Bell. What an excellent memory you have. Um, I try. <laughs> and I'm also sick of people saying that you can't choke someone else. Choke someone out unless it's perfectly under the chin. That's bullshit also. Damien Meyer. You can choke people out uh, across he, the face. He does that enough. all the time. Yeah. He, if he can't get it under the chin, he goes above the chin and he aims to push your chin back into your throat. Yep. And that's how he gets a lot of his rear neck jokes. Yeah. Tried 
This is really attractive. I hope this is the really, thing that people cut out. Really attractive. Try talking like this. If your chin's jammed in the back of the trachea, you can't breathe. We have a new welterweight champ. Oh my god, did we ever. That was a one-sided beating from like start to finish. It just like Woodley just didn't look like he was in the fight. No. Wanted to even be there. I I'm dying to know. I don't think he knows what happened. I totally, speaking I of classy. Just his mom. Well, his mom too. Mama, Let's start with his mom. Mama Wood. Mama Woodley <gasps> hugs Kamaru Usman. And literally gives him the pep talk of his life. And just says, it's your time. You know, it's not Tyron's time. You go own this belt. And like, like and they're you, like, you oh. train hard because they're going to be coming for you <sighs> and all this. Oh, God. I want her to be my mom. No offense, mom, but Mama Woodley seems pretty damn awesome. She really is. She really is. Anyway, go on. She raised a very classy son who I always appreciate someone. Yes, I appreciate someone who, even if they take a completely one sided beating, does the post fight interviews and is just honest about what happened. And I really appreciated his comments. He was just honest. He said it felt like a bad dream where I just couldn't, I couldn't punch, I couldn't get up, I couldn't make my body do anything I wanted to do. So kudos to him for. The classiness in which you know he handled that, and wow, Kamaru Usman is going to be a lot for to be anyone to handle. Colby next. I'm not going to say anything. The I all said it all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and John Jones defends his belt again, and uh, man, that was frustrating to watch. It was frustrating to watch, but man, Anthony Smith is one special human being. Yeah, he is. Firstly, everyone is giving him shit. Uh, how many people can say they went the distance with John Jones? Not mm-hmm. a lot of people can say that. Secondly, how many people in his position after being need illegally would have taken the win? Yeah. But he didn't. Because he is an amazing fucking human being. And it's not just about, oh, well, he wouldn't have felt like the belt was real. Forget the belt. The money that you get for winning that fight, that's what that's what I think is really special about that decision. Because that's that's providing for his family. Yeah, that's a ton of money that he... he three adorable girls. does. With no, with no thought whatsoever. You know, you could tell. It's not like he was like, oh, maybe I should go out, you know. No, he didn't even... It didn't even cross his mind, I don't think. The frustrating thing about that fight is anybody who knows anything about Anthony and how he fights, anybody who has watched <coughs> his career knows that that is also not a typical yeah. Anthony performance. And you could hear you have, Mark telling have, him yeah. to go. Go, you have, you have to go. bad nights at the office. Yes. They, it just fucking happens. And yeah. you ha- people don't realize is, like, you train, you train pretty much 12 months of the year maybe a week off here and there, and you, but you only fight maybe two to three times a year. Mm-hmm. Like you have two to three 15 minute intervals or 25 minute intervals to perform. To be perfect. So, and, to, and to be perfect yeah. and to execute the best game plan and to get your hand raised. Sometimes it just, yep. t- Tyron Woodley, sometimes I was just you just say, had a, in the a air bad like, night. And it, it doesn't mean that he's bad and he's a bad fighter he's obviously in that position for a fucking reason yeah it's just you have off nights it, it is what it is we're human yeah and i have no doubt that both of these guys are going to go back to the drawing board and they're mm-hmm. going to come back even stronger but kudos to john jones <coughs> as, as per usual in typical john jones fashion he looked 
amazing. They look great. And creative and dominant and I hope he does go up to heavyweight because I just think the intrigue of the challenges of someone being a lot bigger yeah. than he is get me get me more frothy than him, you know, continuing to just look amazing. Yeah. At his own division. UFC Wichita. Yes. We're going to Kansas for the first Kansas. time. We're not in Kansas anymore, Teddy. Well, specifically, we are in Kansas. <laughs> this, well, today we're not. We're about <coughs> two miles from Kansas right now. But, um, yeah, UFC heads to Kansas for the very first time, and we're going to talk through the co-main and main, but there's also a women's fight that we need to chat about. There is. Yeah. There is. We have uh, Marion Reno versus Yana Kunitskaya, uh, who I feel like this is a really – this is a good matchup. For where they Very. both are. I think Yana is, uh, she's coming off that win over uh, Lena Landsberg uh, in her second fight in the UFC. And she's really, this is a good step up for her to mm -hmm. solidify herself in the bantamweight division. It is. that Her first fight should just basically not have existed because she took a last minute fight of di weight division up against Chris Cyborg. And, you know, that, that yeah, that's just, we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. Um <laughs> She she's a former she's a former champion from Invicta. She's a very well-rounded fighter, very crisp striker. And yeah, this is a huge opportunity for her. And Marion Renault, man, can I be her when I'm 41? Because she looks amazing. She is still incredibly, she's at the top of her game at 41, and that is freaking amazing. She's never been stopped. Yeah. In any of her losses too. So this is a She's very good. She's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt. That was a mouthful. <laughs> uh, she's very strong in the clinch. She's got good solid boxing. She's got some, she, she's big for the division. Both of these girls, I would classify as big yeah. for the division. So it's going to be interesting because Yana is also very strong in the clinch. I might think Yana might even be just a tiny bit bigger. Yes. Frame, uh, frame, frame height-wise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting for to see Marion against somebody who may be a little bit bigger than she is and how she adjusts to that. Uh, Marion, she's got a very good submission game. She is tenacious. Yes. She is, she's so durable and she's, she plays her game well, but the only problem I have with her is she gives up the takedown a little too quickly. Mm -hmm. And she accepts uh, bottom uh, in the jiu-jitsu, like on the ground, mm -hmm. uh, a little too much for my liking, particularly against somebody who is very good at shutting down a guard game. Yeah, Yana, Yana Kunitskaya, I mean, I was, I was listening to the adjective you were using there, and you could apply almost all of those to Yana Kunitskaya too. You know, relentless is something I, I wrote down in my notes. The woman just gets on you and stays on you. And she yeah. grinds and she gets the takedown from the clench. She trips. She does whatever she has to. And then she'll just stay on top and land some ground and pound here and there. I mean, she's just busy all yeah. the time. She's, uh, from her fights in Invicta, uh, she was very much, she kind of played. She's more outside of it, more of an outside striker in Invicta. And then, like, yeah. the last fight was yeah, 100%. Yeah, so he was, like, she was more of, like, she played a, a long game. Mm -hmm. And she, she doesn't really, I don't see her having a lot of power in her hands, but she's very high kick. She's a very yeah. high kicking rate. Um, she's very, as you said, she's very tenacious on the takedown. 
And she kind of played her opponent's game. Like, if you look at the fights with Tony Evinger, Tony wanted it on the ground, and mm-hmm. she went to the ground. And the only thing, the only problem I have here is if she plays the jujitsu ground game, mm-hmm. it's going to be a back and forth because Marion is very good on the ground. However, if she plays more of a wrestling positional dominance game like she did in her Lena Landsberg fight... She's going to have a lot more success here. I agree. I agree. And, and <coughs> I see her doing that because striking-wise, I think that these two are very, very evenly matched. And Yana has an extremely high uh, accuracy rate, but Marion Renault has the highest striking defense rate in Bantamweight history, which is... Brush your shoulders off there, Marion. So... Kudos. I can see Yana potentially getting pretty frustrated on the feet. I think this will be a fight that will be largely contested in some sort of, whether it's against the fence, in the clinch, or on the ground. I think it's going to be I agree. this type of fight. It's not this type of fight. <laughs> this. I'm going to go with Yana. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Yana Kuniskaya on this one. I just think she's, uh, I think she's going to be the little bit stronger yeah. and bigger fighter in this and uh if she plays this smart and p- and plays a positional game instead of a jujitsu game she's going to be able to dominate dominate it and i see it by a unanimous decision okay homemade event <sighs> sleeper fight let me tell you both these guys in my estimation are pretty underrated yeah and kind of similar and kind of similar, however, uh, and we'll get to this, but let's introduce them first. I was about to get right to tactics, but uh, we have Elezu Zaleski Dos Santos versus Curtis Millinder. And both of these guys are on quite the tear in the welterweight division. Zaleski Dos Santos is a six-fight win streak, and yet he's a guy I feel like a lot of people are like, who's that? I don't know who that is. Six he has an amazing leg sleeve. Does he? Kudos to you. Yeah, he's got his leg tattooed. What's on it? You know? Uh, it just looks good. It just looks great. Is it colored or is it like yours? It's like mine. Oh, nice. Nice. You guys should, like, compare legs this weekend. Be like, oh, which part hurt the most for you? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts like a bitch. <laughs> and then you got uh, Curtis Millinder, who is a very long-limbed uh, striker. So explosive. Extremely. Very tricky. Very uh, smooth. Striking. Big fight for him. Very big fight for him. This is this is we could potentially get into the rankings with this with a win here. Yes, I think I, I think both of, it's a big fight for both of them because if Zaleski strings together another win, I mean it's hard to kind of deny him. And they're not like he's been fighting nobody. He's, he's got no. wins over Sean Strickland, Lyman Good, uh, Vendramini in his last fight. Like he's fought some good yep. guys. And he's coming off not just wins, but he's got two. Huge finishes he's coming off of. He got Sean Strickland with a wheel kick, which was beautiful. Just expect spinning shit in this fight, guys. Yes, exactly. Both they, both, they both throw a lot of spinning shit. Yes, wheel kicks. Things, shit now. things like that. And then... Uh, I'm thirsty. It was knees. Oh, Vendramini is what we got with um, the yeah. knees. So he throws some really creative striking. He's not much of a wrestler, but... Some solid wrestling. He defense. has some, yes. And I actually think that, I mean, you don't think of him as being a big, you know, big takedown artist. He's not a huge yeah. offensive wrestler. 
But man, if there is a potential hole in Curtis's game, it's when he's on his back. He does great on top. <coughs> he, he will even initiate takedowns from time to time. But the times I've seen him really struggle, it's when he gets put on his back. And uh, he doesn't, I think, uh, I think one thing that Curtis kind of struggles with is because he is so explosive and he's such an athlete that when he gets in positions like on his back, like you said, or in like half guard, mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to technically get, get up. up. And that's where he struggles at. Two of his three losses have come by submission. So mm -hmm. obviously I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Dos Zaleski Dos Santos uh, takes it there. On the other hand, Zaleski Dos Santos, that's just a mouthful, guys. Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Uh, the other Dos Santos. Yes. Uh, he, the, the style that kind of beats him is the tenacious wrestler, mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas Dolby. Mm -hmm. When he fought, he just consistently took him down again and again and again and again and again. And the guys who chain things together, but I, I don't know, I don't feel like Melander is gonna try and do that. One thing I find is really interesting, they're both very similar in that they're very high, kick, high kicking mm -hmm. rate. Um, they're very good counter strikers. It's gonna be interesting to see how Dos Santos adjusts to the range. Yeah. Because Millinder does such a phenomenal job at staying so long Very. and he just gets out of the way and he counters you so well from that. And he doesn't he doesn't counter with just like his hands, he counters with like flying knees, with mm -hmm. spinning heel kicks. Uh, so I think it's gonna be interesting. Millinder, though, is a little bit flat footed. He stays a little too stationary and tall. Yeah. I think mostly because he probably has largely been the taller, longer fighter, and he's got the three inches. <coughs> but I agree with you where you'll find him like he likes to draw to avoid combinations. He just kind of leans back he because he leans can. Back. But he leans back because he can. But if that ends up being a leg instead of an arm, yeah. that let you know, that foot's gonna connect. So I can see some of that spinning shit that we talked about. Uh, being a factor there, and you're right. His foot, he's not. He he is he is more stationary than Zaleski Dos Santos. Dos yes. Santos is all over the place. He is his tummy is so hard on fire. to read. Yeah, like so hard to read. So I think it's going to be interesting. Can Melinda catch the timing of Dos Santos, and can Dos Santos close that close that gap? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Zaleski Dos Santos. Why not? <laughs> I feel like you're just always like, oh. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> I'm not a betting site. <laughs> Do not use my picks to bet. We've said this before. Like we we will pick, or I guess Megan will pick, and I sort of like sometimes wink and nod. Uh, sometimes based on like. Who we're friends with. That we're, let's be very clear about that. We're not. Please don't use us to bet. Use other videos for that. I mean, we've got really good insight, but sometimes we're betting with our hearts, and sometimes we know it. We just. I just go. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> let's just pick a side. Just chips roll. <coughs> Speaking of picking a side, I have gone back and forth about this main event in my head more times than I can count. We have I know. Junior Dos Santos taking on Derek Lewis and. It is a far more fascinating matchup 
than I think I originally even felt like it was. I agree. For so many different reasons. For a ton of different reasons. I know. This is so... It's just like... It's kind of like a, like a pick and fight. Because <laughs> both of them are so dangerous in different ways. Yes. I feel like Junior Dos Santos, you know, he's coming off of that, that stoppage over to Ivasa and Ivanov. Uh... Who isn't he fighting in the car yeah, as well? Is, yeah. <laughs> I guess was it Tim Boach? Yep. Oh, look at me go. Uh, and Derek Lewis is coming off that uh, loss to Daniel Cormier. And it's just so interesting. I feel like like JDS isn't the wrestler that DC is. So I feel like uh, Alex Alexander Volkov set the game plan for JDS. Sure. Because JDS, I feel his boxing is way better, way more technical, and his in-and-out movement is going to be the key factor here. Because you cannot stand to trade with Derek Lewis. He has fight-changing power, and as we've seen in the Volkov fight, he can do that the last 10 seconds of the round. Yes. Of the entire fight. That's, that's the biggest thing about Derek Lewis that I think people find surprising. I think they're starting to catch Despite on to it now. Despite his lack of cardio. Despite his lack of cardio, which is <coughs> well documented at this point. Questionable at The best. man is dangerous to the last second. And it's not just the Volkov fight. I went back and I looked at his record. Not just his UFC fights. He's done that six times. Six times he has knocked, and it's not just he won and lost, he has knocked people out in the last round of a fight six different times. It's like a strategy at this point. He... I want to say sometimes he may even, like, play up how tired he is. I think there's a definite grain of truth. <laughs> He's not that good of an actor. But there might be times where he, like, really yeah. allows his body to show and belie how tired he, he is. He lulls them into and plays possum or just gets them to just slow down their defenses a little bit and that he can explode. And one thing I found really interesting about the Volkov fight Sorry. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just, everything. I can't shut up. Go on. <laughs> Keep talking, Laura. The scrambles. He has such an underrated ground game, scramble game, the get-ups. He has this ability to just kind of like, not very athletically, but you don't think so? In the Volkov fight, there was one point where he reversed Alexander and the only thing that saved Alexander from him raining huge bombs was the length of his legs because he had Derek Lewis uh, pinched between his knees a little bit and Lewis couldn't get pat. Like, if he had been even a foot shorter, not even a foot, if he'd been like six inches shorter, he would have yeah. been out. I think the problem with Derek is like, when he does get back up, like he, he kind of gives his back up yes. too much. Yes. And that's where he gets caught. The, the thing is, though, is like, can JDS take him down, though? Because does he want to close that range and potentially get hit with bombs? Ah, uh, oh, man. Here, JDS, is he a little chinny? That's the thing. That's the thing. I hate seeing that about anybody, but just you have to recognize that he has been knocked out a number of times. And when I went back and I watched Derek Lewis's knockouts, yeah. so like when Mark Hunt knocked him uh, out, it wasn't really. No, it was more of like he was, he tired. was just fucking tired and he just didn't want to fight. Yeah. The, he just couldn't pull his hands up anymore. The closest, and then when Matt Mitrione knocked him out, Derek Lewis literally dove into 
and elbow as yeah. Matt was coming forward, and that's what started the sequence. Now, there wasn't Matt, really like, like vicious knockouts. Yeah. Like no, no. <laughs> and when you watch the Hunt fight, he ate some shots from Mark Hunt for four rounds, and then just got tired. Yeah, I think the key for JDS here is attacking the body. Agree, totally agree. And just, just. Getting, I love it when our analysis like, matches up perfectly, even because we never talk about this beforehand. No. But um, I yeah, think uh, I, have that I think attacking the body is going to be so key mm -hmm. for JDS here, because it's he needs to get Lewis slow and tired from the get go. Yep. Like, but he cannot he cannot sleep. He cannot for one second let his guard down. This entire fight, otherwise it will be good night for. JDS, and I think what benefits him here is it's a five-round fight. Uh, yes, and for the people who... And as Derek has shown, yeah. told us that he doesn't really train very much. <laughs> for the people who sleep on JDS's... James, you're doing something wrong! <laughs> on JDS's power... Train it too much. I feel like people are doing that a little bit, because only because they think of him as a boxer, and he is much more of a volume puncher, he's got that great jab. JDS, yeah. But he has the most knockdowns in heavyweight history. So he's tell me he's not powerful. Yeah, you he can't such, say that. He's such a high pace. I think that's what gets people. Yeah. He just, he can't get, he can't make a mistake. That's what I'm worried about. I feel like this is a fight he has to be near perfect in. And <coughs> Lewis and Taito Ivasa aren't entirely dissimilar. And obviously JDS won that fight, but Tuivasa hit him pretty good a couple of times. He needs to be like, I think if, if of any fight of, of JDS's recent fights, that he needs to be the most defensively sound, and it, it has to be this one. Yeah. Because Derek Lewis just has, he has the X factor, kind of like Francis Ngannou. Like, they have that X factor that at, at any moment, you could be sleeping. Yes. Could be... <laughs> And you, on the canvas, which is, no one wants that. No one wants to get knocked out. No. Let's be real here. <laughs> so the margin the margin of error for JDS Very is small. so, so small. Which kind of then plays into Lewis's favor. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then, but but I want to, like, I want to say JDS is who has, I would pick if I were picking. He is such a not. high fight IQ, and he is very smart. and Incredibly I, and, technical. But... The X Factor <laughs> of Derek Lewis. The it's if a game, bomb. It's a game changer. Yeah, Dan Hardy, I think, Nick, <coughs> the, the if bomb. And you know, Dan Henderson had the, the H bomb. And his is like, the if bomb is like, if he lands it, I don't know anybody that can handle that. No one, no one can handle hot balls with his right hand. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I that's what I want to know. Like, what temperature are his balls right now? Are they hot? Are they lukewarm? Are they medium? That yeah, might be. He's, a good going, he's coming to the, cult, the Midwest. It's a little chilly right now, so I'll mid, ask him. Yes, probably won't. I don't have that much hope. But uh, uh, this is such a hard one for me. I really want Derek Lewis to win just because I want to hear him talk. <laughs> Post fight, he's so fucking entertaining. Uh, he is. And but JDS man, like he's been around for a long time, and he's and he's looked really good lately. Yeah, he is. Really though, good. He is though. He's got a bit of a bit of a reach disadvantage here. It's yeah. it's only two inches, but 
when you're talking about someone who hits like a fucking freight train, that's it's a big two inches. <laughs> two inches makes a big difference, no matter what you're talking about. Um, just saying, <laughs> snuggle. <laughs> uh, Why not? Let's go with Derek Lewis. All right. Fuck it. I like it. I like it. Can, okay, stay with me a second. I actually think they should consider, if he wins this fight, booking Nganu Lewis too. Because here's my thought. There's no fucking way that they would do that again. No. It would be what we thought it was going to be the first time. Or is it? And it's the same. And it's There's no way. There's no way they could do that twice. They were both so embarrassed. They're, so, they're both, I feel like they're both just so respectful of each other's power, but... I think we should try it again. Because I really see it. UFC Wichita, guys. Tune in. Laura's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Come say hello. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next week for London. Yes. Yep. See ya.